Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Welcome back to Orange Nation. Paulie, Steve with you, our artist of the day, Boys the Men, out of our friend of the program, Michael Bivens' coaching tree. His is a little more impressive than yours, Steve, not going to lie. Yours is pretty good, but not going to lie. Hey, if you want to win tickets to see Bruce Springsteen at uh, the JMA Dome, jump on QSportsTalk.com right now because, uh, yeah, I mean, you can listen to the radio and win them too, but you get a little bit of a an unfair advantage if you're on Q Sports Talk because there's no delay. So when I announce we're going to give them away, if you're on QSportsTalk.com, you'll know in advance that it's coming. If you don't win, you register now through Sunday, February 19th for your chance to buy tickets on Friday, February 24th at 10 a.m. at Ticketmaster.com. So the boss is coming. You know he hates that nickname, Steve. I did not know I was that. Looking up interest, uh, I was looking up uh, little facts so I could do a trivia, and he hates that nickname. Why is that? That's he, a great nickname. Because he doesn't like it. He it, didn't say why? Uh, because uh, all the other acts in his uh, hometown called him the boss because he was like the big guy when he was just a local. And it guy, stuck. And, and it stuck. And he doesn't like it. Okay. All right. Tony um, Dan's a better boss, by the way. And again, we're, uh, we're giving those tickets away at some point in hour number two. Right? Correct. So you have uh, the rest of hour number one to get in uh, on QSportsTalk.com. All right. There you go. All right, let's uh, let's bring in our first guest today. As promised, we're going to talk NC State basketball now with Corey Smith, editor of Pack Pride. Corey, it was great to talk to you. How are you today? Doing well. Hope you guys are. Uh, we're doing well. It's uh, it's like fifty here and sunny in Syracuse in the month of February. What's what's not to like? Um, you know, lot to like about this NC State basketball team. They've won what nine of eleven. Uh, they, they're in the mix. Uh, you know, near the top of the ACC conference right now, a game and a half out of first place. Kind of bring us up to date, if you could, Corey, on on the first you know half of the season, twenty games of the season, whatever it's been for this NC State team, and um, you know, what have you learned about this group to this point? I mean, the biggest thing we've learned about this team is just how resilient they are because, you know, you, you mentioned the fact that, you know, this team has won 20 games now, won 10 games in ACC play, you know, and they've done a, a, a lot of that and a lot of that had a lot of that production, a lot of those wins uh, without two key starters in the rotation. You know, Jack Clark just returned uh, this past Saturday against Boston College, but they've had him out since the beginning of January. Dushan Mahorchich, which they were hoping to have back, you know, they lost him in early December. They were hoping to have him back at some point. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Uh, but those are two key leading rebounders. They've been out since, you know, both of them since the beginning of January. Uh, and NC State has still found a way to go 6-1 and one in the month of January. So far, 2-1, and 3-1 the three and one in, in February, and gotten themselves to 10 wins, 10-5 and five in the ACC. Uh, and, you know, and they've done so in some games where, you know, they – they had to kind of tough it out. They lose, you know, Jaquavion Smith against UNC. They didn't win that game, but uh, they've, you know, had him come back. And it's just the, the resilience of this team has been really fun to watch, uh, especially given, you know, the way things that went down last season for this team. You know, one of the things that, that jumps out to us, and I, I was talking with Jerry McNamara last week, uh, SU assistant coach, and, and he, one of the things that stands out to him as well, him being a you know the guard position coach here at Syracuse, the guard play for NC State. Is this the, the best backcourt? In the ACC, when you look at Smith, 
and Morcel and Joiner and and everything they bring to the table, table their shooting ability. They're, it's a very versatile group. Is this the best backcourt in your mind in the conference? I mean, I think from a pure energy and, and you know defensive standpoint, uh, and you know offensive standpoint is you know just for NC State right now. With those three, uh, can go off the charts at any given time. I would say, you know, Miami has a really good backcourt. Uh, obviously, you know, Virginia likes their backcourt too, but for different reasons. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think this this you know this backcourt duo and even trio at times, and Casey Morcell is on. Uh, they can be the best of the ACC. It's just. You know, it's, it's when they're hitting because, you know, Jarkel Joyner just had a two-game stretch where he was struggling. He hit three shots out of, like, 21 or 22 over a two-game stretch and just lit it up against Boston College. Uh, Traquavion Smith had 5.3 games ago, but he averages, you know, the most in the ACC. So when those two are on and you have a guy like Casey Morsell that has been extremely efficient, uh, this, this backcourt duo, at least offensively, I think, is, is at the top or – you know, very close to the top in the, when it comes to the guard position in the ACC. When you look at this conference as a whole, uh, we mentioned NC State's in the, the upper echelon of the conference standings right now. Um, what do you think is kind of the pecking order, the first top five teams in this conference? How would you kind of order them? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, you know, if I, if I had to go right now, I'd say Virginia probably at the top. Obviously just had a tough game against Duke this past weekend and, you know, ended up winning that one in overtime with some controversy, but I put them probably Miami, uh, and then you know you know it's it's tough right now because Clemson is not really there. Obviously, they're going through a really tough slide right now. I mean, do do you put you know? I think it's kind of a toss up between Pitt and NC State. Maybe you give Pitt the the advantage because they did win the road game back in December against NC State. But man, that you know th- that's kind of the top four right there uh, between those three. I'd say Virginia, Miami at the top, and then. You know, Pitt, NC State, uh, and then you've got you know that, that kind of muddy middle there. Where is can Clemson figure things back out again? Uh, and you know, where does where do some other teams kind of fit into that mix? Obviously, Duke is is who they are, but they've struggled recently. So, uh, and, and obviously UNC has been struggling. They were pre, you know preseason number one overall. Uh, do they find that talent at any at any given point being sixteen and ten right now? Yeah, I mean the the middle, as you said, the the muddy middle. Wake Forest nine and six in conference play. Duke and Syracuse both eight and six. North Carolina eight and seven. Hard to believe that those programs are are sitting there uh, in the middle of the pack. Uh, when you look at this Syracuse team, and you know from the outside looking in, what what stands out to you about this group? And and I'm curious to hear how you think NC State goes about uh, attacking the zone. We know they got shooters. Um, it's always important, though. It seems like against the zone to have somebody in that free throw line area. Usually, it's a you know it's a small forward who can uh, you know pick you apart with the pass or, or hit that foul line jumper. So let I, I'm curious to get your impressions of Syracuse, and then second part of that question, how do you think NC State will attack the zone? Yeah, I'll give you an interesting prediction here. Uh, probably not a traditional guy that they'll have around the free throw line, but you know, DJ Burns has been kind of that guy they've used uh, at that, that you know, quote-unquote nail position uh, at times. And you know, with Jack Clark being back, you could very well see the two of them rotating in and out of that spot. Uh, but that, you know, DJ Burns, the guy that a lot of people know as being a really good offensive piece for NC State, uh, but you know he can he uh, you know in, in terms of scoring, uh, but he's a guy that can pass the ball really well too. He's had several games where he's had you know four or more assists in a game. Uh, if, if teams double team him or try to trap him, 
he's able to pass out of that. Obviously, UVA being this past week was a bit of a struggle for him. But, man, you know, for the most part, he's been able to hit that kind of free throw line and in type of jumper. He likes that left-handed hook, but he's also a guy that can really pass out of that if you try to trap him uh, or you try to play zone against him. You want to find somebody down low or, you know, find a guy outside. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't shy away from being able to pass the ball, too. Uh, and then, you know, as far as, as far as how they'll attack it, and we just mentioned all three of the guards. They, they've got to be able to shoot well in this game to be able to open up things down low for a guy like DJ Burns or even an Ernest Ross or if Jack Clark, you know, plays more minutes tonight. Those three guys will factor in offensively inside, but you need those three guards to be able to take some pressure off of them and, and kind of expand that zone out to them. And Trecravion Smith is a guy that doesn't worry about shooting for the logo, so I uh, wouldn't be surprised to see him take some deep threes in this one. But as far as you know, going back to the previous part of your question, my, my thoughts on this Syracuse team, you know, it's, a, it's still a very tough matchup for NC State. And, you know, there's a reason why it's been kind of looked at as a pick because, you know, NC State has struggled against the zone so far this year. That, you know, Notre Dame was the last real kind of traditional, you know, zone team that, that constantly plays that, that they struggled against. They ended up winning that game, but that was a tough one for them. Uh, you look at this, you know, the Syracuse rotation. If, if Joseph Girard is able to hit shots, uh, obviously Judah Mintz is a guy that NC State really wanted last year. They were kind of seen as, you know, the number two or number three team with, with them and Wake Forest for Judah Mintz last year. Uh, and there's a reason why Kevin Keith really wanted him. He's a, obviously a great, uh, you know, great offensive piece, but, you know, the, the way that he passes the ball and obviously the way that he's able to create extra possessions with the way that he steals the ball too. Uh, that's it. That's a really, really tough matchup for them. And then, you know, Jesse Edwards is playing his, you know, traditional double, double uh, type game that he's had over the course of the season. Those are all going to be really tough matchups for NC state tonight that I'm interested to see how they attack too on the defensive end. Corey Smith from pack pride joining us here for another couple of minutes on orange nation. And Corey, it's hard to believe, but we're, uh, we're less than a month away from selection Sunday. And, you know, I, I, I know, you know, how NC State has played this year, but I'm sure you know their resume, you know, the ins and outs of their resume better than we do. So if the season were to end today, what, what is kind of the expectation of where NC State fits in the in the bracketology right now? Yeah, if it were to end today, that would be nice for NC State because they wouldn't have these concerns of playing a bunch of extremely hungry teams over the next five games. But, yeah, they're kind of looked at as, you know, being somewhere around, you know, a seven to eight seed right now. I think if you win, you know, four out of the next five or you win three out of the next, you know, five, uh, they, they feel good about the position. Four out of the next five could, could potentially move them up if you get a win, you know, at Duke or you get a home win over a Clemson, something along those lines. Even a UNC would be a quad two win right now. But there's, there's a lot of opportunities ahead of them uh, to, to get to the, you know, before you get to the ACC tournament to really bolster their resume. I think if they get to you know twenty four twenty five wins before you get to that point with the quad ones quad one wins that they have on the resume already you know against Miami against Duke a road win against Virginia Tech things like that that really bolsters uh, their their chances of moving up uh, but yeah I mean I think you know if it were to end today they're probably looking at a seven to eight seed they would like to be able to get to obviously around you know a five or six to be able to have some comfortable matchups to start this thing and, and be able to actually make a run. Yeah, and you're right about that. Uh, you mentioned those teams in the muddy middle. Uh, NC State closed out the regular season, as you mentioned, but for our listeners, uh, five games all against those teams. Syracuse, Carolina, yeah. Wake Forest, Clemson, Duke to close out the year. Uh, all right, uh, prediction time. Uh, who wins tonight and why? What do you think this game comes down to? Yeah, again, I think it comes down to shooting. Uh, and I know that's 
easy to say. <laughs> it's it's a simple thing, but this this comes down to which team shoots better. If if Joseph Gerard and you know Andrew Demint are both hitting a ton of shots, and you got Jesse Edwards down low uh, beating you know DJ Burns off the block, then this is a game that Syracuse competes in. But I, I do think this is a game that NC State wins out. And I think the the sole reason being that there are more offensive pieces. There are. Uh, there's more production for this NC State team and what they can do against the zone if they're able to to kind of you know beat that zone early on and build up somewhat of a lead, which is what they've been able to do in all the road wins they've had so far, uh, then I do think this is a game that NC State can win. I don't think it's a, an extremely high-scoring game. I think it could be somewhere, you know, NC State maybe pulls it out 68 to 66 or something along those lines. Uh, but I do think this is a close game. Regardless, and I, I think that's the reason why you've seen the uh, you know the pick'em, or even at times Syracuse being favored in this one. Yeah, it's a, and we we were a little surprised by the line, but uh, yeah, should be a great game inside the dome. Seven o'clock tip on the ACC network. Uh, Corey, thanks so much for coming on. We do appreciate. It. Hopefully, we can uh, do it again down the road. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys as always. We'll be talking, I'm sure, in, in Greensboro. I'm sure these two teams will. Face off at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Corey Smith, editor from Pack Pride, uh, joining us here on the show. And with that, we'll open up the phone lines. We hope to hear from Alan Griffin in about 15 minutes. 315 437 7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio. 